Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now on a day in which the Edmonton Oilers announce uh, Ken Holland as the president of hockey operations and general manager. Time now for Mark Spector to join us. Not before I tell you, the guests on the show, with the exception of Mark Spector, received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers now sent you. I'm kidding about that, by the way. Speck is, of the six regular guests I have, he's one of the six most favorite of my guests, too. And well-fed, Bob. Yes, and, and it makes a regular appearance on this show. Speaking of... Uh, uh, well, well, we'll get to we'll get to some of that in a second. Uh, well, what's your overall view on? Uh, we'll tell you this: Stafford Inspector for Horse Racing, Alberta. Remind you, Century Mile Racetrack and Casino now open out in Nisku. You've got a, You were all over the story on Friday last week. Uh, you got it the old-fashioned way with uh, good, honest, hard-working uh, journalism, and that's the thing. We all have our contacts, and when you work for an organization, spec. Uh, People get upset if you're the one that breaks the news, and there's uh, there's certain people that uh, get some things. Sometimes I I was asked, do we you know do the Edmonton Oilers have an internal leak? And I was like, not on this one. Bob Nicholson nope. and this baby uh, pinned not, down, pinned down. But yep. what did happen? Uh, and Gord Miller put it out on a tweet. Is Ken Holland started to call around, and that is how people started uh, getting. Uh, but just yep. you, you were the guy that was all over this. Yeah, it's uh, and you know I, I think listening to Ken talk speak today, we've we've both known him for a long, long time. Uh, he's one of those uh, general managers that you know when Detroit came through town, you always sort of found the opportunity. Traveled with the team all the time, and you found the opportunity to stand. You know, I, I think of being downstairs in the bowels of Rexall Place, Bob uh, talking to Ken Holland back in the day when they had those great teams sure. and learned a lot about the game from him, right? He's just been around a long time and knows what he's talking about. So so I liked his approach today. He didn't come in here and say he was making bold moves and reshaping the wheel and, and snapping his fingers and everything's going to be right. But he's that guy that, that knows the process, knows how it's done, you know, decides who the right people are, hires them, and then gets out of their way. Uh, I just thought there was a lot of common sense, Bob, today. Is that a fair uh, way to describe it? Yeah, I do. Um, it was interesting. Daryl Cates was at the event today uh, mm-hmm. when uh, Craig McTavish was made general manager and uh, Scott Housen was VP of Hockey Operations. I don't. Uh, Daryl was not there for that. When Peter Shirelli was 
uh, named the president of hockey operations and GM. Uh, Daryl was not here for that, and uh, he was here today, uh, and that created a, a bit of a stir, by the way, which has subsequently been addressed through a tweet from uh, John Shannon uh, addressing an illness and an infection, which I think a lot of people can relate to. And, and Speck, I think it reinforces you never know what people are going through out there. And we've all, you know, we've talked to, I have people that come up to me uh, and are really kind and, and sharing with their opinions. And um, you wonder sometimes when you see maybe a bit of a deportment change in a friend, if something has occurred, if they're dealing with a, a personal challenge. Uh, I know this year, one of the scouts had a, had a son go through a very difficult time. And, and like I said, you never know what's going on in people's lives. And so it was a p- pretty interesting, but it's not lost on me that Ken Holland, Daryl Cates being here for Ken Holland, is that, does that maybe say something? Was it just timing or, you know, look at where Holland came from and that connection that he had to the Illich family. I think it was important for Daryl to be here today. Well, I think that's right. And, and you know, I think that having Ken Holland come in and say, I have autonomy and can do whatever I want in terms of hiring and firing and shaping this organization, that's one thing. And uh, as he said to me, he says, I wouldn't have taken the job without it. And I think we all knew this whole time, Bob, that the A-list general manager out there would not come to Edmonton without complete autonomy because that's what those guys get in any town, not just Edmonton. But to have Daryl Cates at the table saying the same thing means a lot more. Right, I you know let look let's call a spade a spade. I've had more conversations in Daryl Cates' ownership regime with Ken Holland working for Detroit than I've had with Daryl. I wish I knew Daryl better. I wish I wish that it wasn't a rare sighting. Let me I'd ask, like to know him more. Let me ask you a question. Over the course of the fat last four years, did you have more conversations with Ken Holland than you had with Peter Shirelli? Because maybe that's well, comparable. Yeah, uh, certainly as many. Right, certainly as many. Pete Shirelli was not of a. You know, I guess the best analogy or the best metaphor, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. There's sort of a press box that we all sit in, the main press box in Edmonton. Yes. And then there's a press box, well, a, a box on the other side. Right. And Peter Chiarelli sat across the rink from all of the assembled media and off-ice officials and all the people that house our press box, other teams, radio guys. And, and Ken Holland, I don't know what he's doing, but Ken Holland's the kind of guy, I've seen him in a million press boxes, and he knows the other radio guys' names, right? And he says hello to the scribes. As he, evidenced by today. Sure, he calls you by name, not because he's some PR guy trained him that that's a good idea, because we've all known him for long enough that he knows our names and we know his. So I like that in a GM. Uh-huh. Uh, I like that. Um, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Topher has texted me and said, Bob, you said all the same things about Peter Shirelli uh, that you, you're saying about Ken Holland. Well, the, the fact of the matter is when Pete Shirelli came in, I'll be the first to admit, and I'm going to hazard a guess that 85% of the people listening to the show right now, and remember, we can go back five years on your text, 85, unless you've switched phones, but uh, we can follow your phone number. Keep that in mind when, you, when you're uh, taking personal... We're not, we're not really doing that, are we, Bob? <laughs> if it becomes regular. And, okay. And, and if it gets a little vile, we might. Uh, right. Anyhow, just kidding. Uh, the fact of the matter is a lot of people saw Pete Chiarelli uh, coming in as uh, a new dawn and a new day. Well, it was. It was the first time they went outside the organization. Okay. How is this different? Um, in some ways, it's the same. They've gone back outside their organization. They've, they've, 
you know, I would say to you that Peter Chiarelli had won one Stanley Cup, uh, you know, and had a, a relatively short time of, of, of uh, success in Boston. Ken Holland has GM three cups with assistant GM for the fourth and had two decades of success in Detroit. So that to me is, you know, he's kind of the, the Peter Chiarelli on steroids, as it were. <laughs> His success is greater and deeper and ran much longer and has much more consistency. Uh, he's completely different personality. You know, I guess you never quite know the person until they're in your town and you really get to know them. But uh, he's a different personality. And listen, he's just he's just got the ultimate respect of everybody in the game that I know. Yes. And I've never heard anyone chirp Ken Holland uh, from people inside that know how hard he works and the way he builds teams and the respect with which he treats the people that work for him. So, listen, I've said this before on the show, Bob. I'm going to say it again. This isn't like a safe where there's only one combination, right? There's several men in the world of hockey that could lead the Oilers to victory. It's not just one guy. Ken Holland is as good a guy as there is, if not the best. And, you know, could Mark Hunter have done it? You know what? Bet you could have. Could Keith Gretzky have done it? Maybe. But none of those guys have done it for 22 years, Bob. None of those guys won I, I think cups. that's the thing, you know, just yesterday in the two hours prior to uh, prior to Hosting orders now. I, I took some. Uh, I made some calls back, and uh, knowing that the inevitability of the situation was going to play out, obviously, and um, the reinforced comment is from people in the hockey world: How could you criticize it? Now, for the there, there is a you know we have some real smart younger people that reach out to you on Twitter and reach out to me on Twitter, mm-hmm. and they're not smart asses about it. They're they're smart guys that ask real constructive. Uh, questions and and are, and are occasionally are critical, and they say, "Well, what about, you know, you know?" He said we use gut analytics. That was a piece that ran in the athletics and seemed to, you know. And, and I asked him the geek question today about the analytics yeah. and how do you. And I'm not at all surprised with his response because that would have been the same response I would have said if I was in that position, right? It's a tool that gets deployed, um, but there 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 is a sense amongst some of the younger people, more so the younger than over 45. That, And is that just a natural byproduct of a, a bit of a generational scenario there? Because yeah, I mean, it has been mostly the sub-45-year-olds, sub-40-year-olds that are, you know, and I like I don't know about you, but I'm trying to hang on to 37 forever. And I'm having some real challenges because you and me are both uh, <laughs> in our late, uh, yeah. okay, we're in our early 50s. But anyways, yeah. you know what I'm saying here, right? No, for sure. It's It's... And that's it's generational. The young guy always looks at his dad and says, "You know, I got I can do something smarter than he's doing it, right? You know, that old scribe did it for years and years a certain way. I would do it this way. Uh, I relate quite well uh, with Daniel Nugent Bowman from the Athletic. Young guy in town, really smart cat, asked totally different questions than I would ever ask, and gets some really cool answers. Like we're not the same as those young guys, Bob. That's for sure. But I'll tell you, I've also, you know, it's kind of like Holland compared to the other guys." Uh, you know, having 30 years in the business, uh, knowing lots of people, as you get older, you realize how smart you aren't, right? When the I go, older you get, the more you realize, the less you know. The less you know. So I find when when I am trying to come up with an opinion on, let's say, Ken Holland coming to town, or let's say the orders trade for player out of the East that I really don't know that well, what I do have is a network of people who do know very well yes. that I lean on. And it 
that network never fails you because there's enough voices in it and they've been around enough and they know enough that they could say and I listen I hear people say what's the orders doing with analytics no one seems to know who their analytics people are and I would say to Ken Holland that one of the things you could do here is is I'd like to know who's in charge of the analytics how many guys do you have and what's the plan because it's always been very nefarious here oh we've got a couple guys and they do a couple things I'd like to know what their names are and what their possessions are. And I think it's 2019, Bob, and every hockey team should have a diff, the actual analytics department with names that we know. All right. When we come back, uh, the owners do have a couple analytics guys. Who are they? Uh, and by the way, they have uh, those accounts that are protected. Okay. Uh, I always found that interesting. <laughs> Why do people have a, uh, protected accounts on Twitter? Why do people do that? Why on Twitter if you're... I don't know. Who knows, man? I'm not here to talk about Twitter, believe me. All right. Well, uh, why not? That's part of what we do. We will get to some of your texts on our Heartland Ford text line. It's 1245 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing uh, Saturdays and Sundays out at... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Century Mile uh, in Niskew. When we come back, who's going to coach this team? We'll talk about that when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1248 in Edmonton on a day in which Ken Holland is named the president of hockey operations, general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. What do you say? 36 years spec in Detroit. And uh, the reverence in which you heard a guy like Ken Daniels talk about him. He joined us at 11.30 today. Yes. And and that is, you know, for... And, hey, they made the playoffs the first 19 years he was GM. They missed the last three years. What have you done for me lately? That's the world we all live in. Um, so, there we go. Ken Holland informing Ken Hitchcock last night that he would not be the head coach of the team. Uh, we both had time for Ken. Uh, I like Ken a lot. You know, we, let's face it, back. the Oilers had two really good head coaches this year. Oh, third winningest head coach in the history of the NHL, Ken Hitchcock. Uh, and I'm going to say to you, one of the things that I've already heard when uh, Dave Tippett's name comes up is, oh, he's defensive. He's a defensive-minded coach. He's going to kill McDavid and Dreisaitl. I want to say that, that obviously McDavid had a career year and so did Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but there wasn't a single player on the Oilers whose game improved more. His all-around game, his attitude, his everything improved more than Leon Dreisaitl. And Ken Hitchcock specifically worked on all those elements of Dreisaitl's game. And it paid off in spades. Uh, the best players on this team got better under Ken Hitchcock. So and he, I won't hear different. It's clear. All right. So uh, coaching, moving forward. Decisions have been made on Hitch. 
You just mm-hmm. mentioned Dave Tippett. Mm-hmm. And his name, Elliot Friedman, put his name out there. Brian Lawton, out of the blue. We had Brian on the show last Wednesday. Oh, yeah. He concluded the inter- Brendan, do you, uh, can you dig up that? <laughs> no, nothing like Poor Brendan. Poor Brendan Escott, who uh, <laughs> Sean Alford and Brendan are making this whole thing happen for us. It's been Brendan, a day, boys. It's, it's been, been a, day. a day. Can you find that clip uh, from Brian Lawton off of, uh, when was he on Wednesday's show? I think we ran it again Thursday uh, on Oilers Now. Uh, uh, in our audio uh, vault, so for direct workwear. So maybe if you can uh, just uh, just say, "Hey guys, I, I got it." But uh, it was it was just it was so unsolicited by Brian Lawton that it made me go, "Hmm." And the other part, and I, I will share this with you. All right. So Rod Peterson put out on Twitter on Tuesday of last week that Ken Holland would be the next GM. Right. And I know that Rod Peterson knows people that were involved with Ice Edge Holdings, uh, who were the previous owners of the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. And there was something with uh, um, uh, tax issues that fast-tracked them selling the majority share of the teams to Andrew Barraway. The league facilitated mm-hmm. that from happening. Uh, but Dave Tippett and one of the Ice Edge Holdings guys from Regina gain power throughout the course of that in the Arizona Coyotes organization okay. and saw Don Maloney uh, get uh, uh, fired as GM. So as all of this was going on and Rod put that out, all I could think of is, hmm, tip it, right? <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking of, uh-huh. knowing the connection to Regina. And, and then Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, out of the blue. Brendan, have you found it yet? Oh, I'm digging and digging, and it's buried deep. Bob. Okay, just come back to us. Anyways, your thoughts on Tippett as GM, Speck? Well, he's, he is, you know, once Quenville got signed up uh, in Florida, Dave Tippett's kind of been sitting on the sidelines for a while for this uh, unknown role in Seattle, right? He's, yep. he's really been a consultant for the Seattle ownership group, and he's done a, you know, he's a, a good guy to have in that role. But when we talk about consulting for Seattle, we talk about building a practice rink. We talk about advice on... on they're redoing the key arena and how do those dressing rooms go like nuts and bolts consulting. Uh, that's not coaching a hockey team. And the Dave Tippett that you and I know is really a hockey coach at heart. So, you know, that's, I mean, did the original plan in Dave Tippett's mind say, I'm going to go to Seattle, I'm going to do all this work and I'll be the head coach or maybe even something more. And maybe does that change when you see, you know, a guy like Ken Hall and get a hold of this team and you look at the, chance to work with McDavid and Dreisaitl and some of the players they have and, and get on the ground floor or something with a guy that you trust as much as Dave Tippett would trust Ken Holland, maybe you change your mind. Maybe you say, you know what, Seattle was a good idea. No, Edmonton's a better idea. Yeah. What about Todd Nelson? Can you can you revisit Todd Nelson in Edmonton? I think you can. Oh, I think you can for sure. Um, because he comes back here in a completely different role. I mean, who you remember this? Who did they fire? Dallas Akins. Dallas Akins. And then they brought Todd up, yeah. Todd Nelson, and made him. He was always an interim coach. We never, he was never really given a title that was going to last. He was filling the, you know, he was a placeholder here. Did a good job, better than people thought he'd do. The team had a decent record under him. And he did a great job. Left here with his head held high. And when they didn't give him the head coaching job in Edmonton, he did what almost every guy would do in that business. He got out of the organization. If you don't believe in me as your head coach, I'm going somewhere else. Who hired him? Ken Holland, Coach Grand uh, Rapids in the AHL. So he's had success. He's uh, behind Dallas's bench now as an assistant. He's ready to be a head coach. So I, I think that 
You can absolutely go back there if he is deemed the best man for the job. You can text us at 630-630. This text comes in. Spectre is 100% right on Hitch. He would have uh, got them in the playoffs if not uh, for injuries on defense. Phillips says, what about Adam Oates as head coach? It's interesting. Whereas there is uniform uh, consensus on the abilities of Ken Holland from hockey people. Mm-hmm. I get the sense with Adam Oates, uh, I get the sense with Adam Oates that there is a wide variance of opinion from people in the hockey world on Adam Oates. Yeah, there is. Like, And what is his strength? Like, We know what Ken Holland does. We've seen Dave Tippett be the head coach you know, and have some success at it. Uh, Adam Oates is... He's had far more success, I would think it's fair to say, Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, as sort of a personal coach than he did behind the bench. Like, he is a guy that's really forged a a niche in this business. You know, some of the best players in the National Hockey League pay Adam Oates in the summer to make them better. You know, I I don't... I mean, he's clearly very good at that. That doesn't mean he'd be a great head coach here. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a, it's different working with one guy and working I with a team. If I recall correctly, I don't think Al May was the biggest fan of Adam Oates in Washington in the okay. year that he was there. So, you know what? Uh, he's, I'm not saying he can't be a head coach, but there, as you point out, Bob, some people say yes, some people say no. Nobody looks at Dave Tippett and says, can't be head coach. I don't think anyone looks at Todd Nelson and says, can't be head coach. Uh, you can text us at 630-630-1254 in Edmonton. Bob, Todd Nelson is my pick for head coach. The guy has been gold from day one. Uh, he'd be able to turn Paul Yervy into a player. Wood says, Bob, I'd love to see Todd Nelson back. Guys love playing for him, and he understands uh, both ends of the age spectrum. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, OilersNow at 630Chet.com. Not everybody on board with Ken Holland. Um, uh, this text comes in. Nobody likes hiring a guy whose best years are behind him. You needed a guy like Brad Treleving in Calgary, forward, current thinking manager who understands today's game. So, uh, you know, how, I'd be interested on the Pittsburgh shows when they brought Jim Rutherford in, what the perception was there, because many had thought, uh, in fact, if I recall correctly, I was, that. I was one of those guys. I'm like, geez, that seems like an odd hire in Pittsburgh with Jim Rutherford. But guess what? It worked. They won two Stanley Cups with Jim Rutherford as general manager. Well, it's a cerebral job. Like, we're not talking about uh, a player where once they pass a certain age and their speed goes down, it doesn't matter what they know or how good they are. If you can't skate, you can't play. You know, it's, yes, it's a cap system now. And Ken Holland won this first, you know, won some cups in a non-cap system. I get that. But the the business is not, like, there's not a ceiling on age on this thing. The older you are, the more you know, the more people you know, the, the more times you've made the decision before. Sometimes right, and as Holland said today, sometimes wrong. He said the only way to never make a wrong decision is just not to make any. He said, I was 22 years in the business I'd love to meet the guy that goes 22 years and doesn't make the wrong decision once in a while. Oh, yeah, I no, thought no. that was a really good quote. I, I think there's, <laughs> you know, the one thing about Ken is there's humility. Yeah, there's humility. Not every manager, right. not every guy you you meet that's on that. I mean, there's a guy in Chicago, uh, not the GM, but another guy that works there. I, I'm i just in shock. Like, he, str- he struts around like 
Georgia's gore, or gorgeous Georgia wrestling fame. Uh, and it's not Norma Kiver, who's one of the best guys no, in the business to deal with. But, you know, we all know those sort of guys that carry themselves with a certain... Or, and Ken is just the humility that Ken has. I think we all like this. Text comes in. Bob, what about Rocky Thompson as head coach? Another text. What about Chris Knobloch? And we now we uh, we will replay, Ken. Brendan, we're going to get you to do something here. Forget the The ship has sailed on... Uh, on the Brian Lawton quote, but what we will do is I asked uh, Ken the question today about whether or not the next head coach of the Edmonton Oilers needs to have NHL head coaching experience. So we'll get you to pull that off the uh, wire for the second hour, well, actually the fourth hour of Oilers now. At this time, though, it is 12.57 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More with Stoffer Inspector after this. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.